Talks to Humans, a people's podcast about everyday people. On this Corona cast, I speak with James. He's another podcaster that I met in the Facebook group that I'm part of, and we chat about COVID and his podcast. His podcast is called Dice Drop Evolution, and when you tune in, you'll hear folks playing a tabletop RPG in real time in a world beset with issues of injustice set 200 years into the future. Okay. Here's my conversation with James. I hope you enjoy. Okay, James, thanks for uh, coming on and, and, and talking with me. In Thank general, given me. the conditions that we're all living in, how are you holding up? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, still working. Uh, other than that, stuck at home, working on podcasts, spending time with family. But other than that, doing pretty well. Do you live with family? You live alone? Uh, I live with my father my stepmother and my two step siblings. Uh, one is two, one seven. So we got a, we got a pretty full house. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet. Does that get a little uh, little claustrophobic given that we're all in the shelter in place mode? A little bit. I, I'm in a fairly small townhouse, so it can get a little claustrophobic, but uh, I work 40 hours a week still. Mm. So I'm, I'm still out of the house, so it doesn't get too bad. So uh, I know a lot of folks are, are doing the, the work from home thing. Doesn't sound like, like you are. Do you want to talk about where you work? I am a Walmart employee. I work at Walmart full time. My job has changed. I was a automotive service technician, but due to the recent conditions, Walmart shut it down. So I am doing pretty much whatever Walmart needs me to do this during this time. Uh, mostly, uh, working in the grocery department. They need help stocking and helping with online orders and such. Uh, So uh, recently I I spoke with somebody who's also a a Walmart worker. What uh, what were the changes that went on there? What kind of precautions were they taking uh, as this sort of crisis developed? I've I've been working there throughout this entire crisis and I have seen them go from standard procedure to implementing a few things such as the glass shields in front of registers. I live in Pennsylvania, so the governor just issued the everybody has to wear masks going into stores. All employees have to wear masks at all times. Oh, okay. Uh, Putting the marks on the floor saying stay six feet apart, putting marks on the floor, directing people down which aisles to go to try to keep people from getting too close. But other than that, everything is Business as usual, our online orders, because everyone is trying to avoid coming into the store, have seen an influx. But Mm -hmm. other than that, everything is other than the masks and everything else, trying to stay social distancing. Everything's business as usual. Everything's the same other than, well, I just mentioned uh, the automotive section just closed down. Mm. So So in general, do you feel... Do you feel safe there? You think like they're they're doing a good job as far as um, the precautions and stuff. I do feel safe. I do feel they're doing everything they they can, especially with the associates making sure yeah you know, we are we don't show any symptoms coming in. Our temperature is fine. They're sending us home if we feel sick, making sure we stay, we uh, 
don't come in, make the customers feel as safe as possible. Uh, and especially with the implementation of masks to try to stem the spread of the disease. But uh, uh, yeah, doing everything possible. Now in, in Southern Pennsylvania, how are people in general reacting to the shelter in place orders and things like that? We've seen across the country protests in, in some areas and some areas like where I live, you know, for the most part, people are on, on board with all the restrictions. What's going on where you're at? Where we're at, uh, people are taking it hard. We are seeing a lot of people just coming into Walmart and, you know, it's the only thing they have to do. I live in a fairly small town where most of the small businesses have shut down. So Walmart's really all we have. So they just come in, that's their place to kind of catch up with people. But mostly they, I have seen people stay home. People have stayed fairly in good spirits. I have seen a few customers who are getting frustrated with the quarantine and everything. Um, but we are, we're staying strong. I've seen the community flourish and I haven't seen any protests in this area. We're a small community. I did hear about the protests across the country you know, on May Day and all that, but we, we haven't had any protests in this area. Mm, that's good. So as much as you're comfortable talking about it, like that we're, we talked a little bit about how your, your work life changed. How is, how is home life changed? What are you been up to and how are you spending the time and you know, that sort of thing? Well, we, we just relaunched our podcast a few weeks ago in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. We were working on it a little before the quarantine hit. Uh, other than that, staying home with family, we have a fairly full house here. So we've, we've been trying to keep the kids busy, you know, with the kids being off of school, my stepmother being off of work, trying to keep busy, keep morale high, uh, finding things for us to do together and just being together as much as we can. And if you don't mind, uh, what, what did your, your stepmother do um, that she got laid off from? She was a nail tech. Uh, she did uh, nails and stuff. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that was one of the non-essential businesses that had to close their doors temporarily until mm -hmm. things slowed down. We saw our, uh, on the news um, that, and on websites and stuff like that, that millions of people are, are, are out of work and, uh, and there's a, like a whole lot of uh, claims for unemployment insurance. Has she been able to, to get the unemployment benefits or... Or no? Unfortunately not, no. Mm. She technically still has employment, but it's just she can't work until they reopen the doors. Uh, right, okay, I see. Yeah, people in that situation are really stuck in the middle there, right? Like, right. They're not, they can't collect un unemployment checks, but they're not getting any income from their job. That's, that's terrible. It is, yeah. Thankfully, my father's a disabled vet, so we still have him collecting. I still have my paycheck coming in. So we're doing, we're doing okay, but mm. it, it was a little bit of a hit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What are you doing to, uh, for mental health and, and self-care? I know I've talked to some people that are doing things differently, you know, because these, this new situation can cause feelings of being cooped up and anxiety and depression and that sort of thing. Are you staying busy enough with the family that you don't have time to, and, and work, obviously, you don't have time to think about how, how much this sucks or? 
Pretty much uh, staying busy as much as I can. I, between family, work, podcast, and I still have friends that I talk to and we, we get online and we talk and everything to try to keep in touch as much as possible. But other than, yeah, I'm trying to keep busy, trying to do things, trying to adapt. I mean, I, we play D and D every week. We still get online and do that and try to keep morale up, you know, trying to keep some semblance of contact with each other. So we don't feel as cooped up. And I know a lot of my friends are who have to work from home, who have to, who are just out of work. They're starting to feel a little cooped up. So, so let's talk then uh, about your podcast. What's the name of it and how would you describe it? Uh, the name is Dice Drop Evolution. The evolution subtitle came from, we started it back in the fall of 2019 and it kind of failed due to life and everything. Uh, so we relaunched. This is basically a second season for us, a second start. Uh, but it is us playing a tabletop RPG. It's an actual play uh, where we get together. I tell a story. We sit and play a game for everyone to watch and cringe and laugh. And So is yeah. this a game that you developed yourself or was it an existing game and, and this is listening to you all play it? It is an existing game. We're using the Mutant and Mastermind system, which is a D20 system, something that somebody that everybody would be familiar with due to Dungeons and Dragons, but mm -hmm. it's more uh, superhero based rather than high fantasy, being that it is superhero based and everyone kind of does that high fantasy. Not too many people do superheroes. Mm. So we thought that would be an interesting take on it. So if i if i tune in and i listen what what would i ex expect to to hear what is the what is the superhero world that you're that you're playing in like and what does an episode typical episode usually sound like so it is basically in an audio drama kind of format so it's a serial episode so we pick up where the last episode left off you'll hear I'm the DM, so I'm sitting there setting up a scene. Uh, the world is set 200 years from now in a fictional what if World War III had broken out, nuclear apocalypse happened, what happened to the rest of, to the remainder of humanity? But due to the nuclear radiation, that's where the superpowers and everything came in. So you are 200 years from now in a almost utopian a, what was meant to be a utopian city but has kind of devolved into a classist system where three heroes who randomly meet and obtain powers try to survive in this world and save it in a world that really doesn't want them to. Hmm. Interesting. So um, you say the world doesn't want them to. Uh, What's, uh, what injustices are going on in this world that these superheroes are, are fighting against? So the mutants are kind of viewed as dangerous. They're viewed as an uncontrollable element that people are afraid of. There was an incident about 50 years prior in the city's backstory where it was basically full out war with these people 
so what few remain people are afraid of they are captured tested on executed so they're still trying to survive in this world and trying to save it maybe trying to change whatever they can so they're basically facing a form of racism not to mention the classist system that the world has implemented mm. so tell me more about the 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 class system so in the in the world you have seen you will see in the episode zeros i try to set it up as best as possible you will see the world is split into lower middle and upper districts the lower districts kind of being the slums the the lower class middle class being the middle districts where it was built as kind of the shopping economic districts but since the war kind of ravaged the lower districts, residents have been moved up there and that's been kind of the middle district. The upper district, you see the top tier scientists, the government tier, uh, the, the most important people live on the top tier and they are kind of oblivious to those down below and almost, you kind of see it in part three of episode zero, they're kind of stuck up, they're kind of, oblivious to what's happening below sounds familiar <laughs> yeah yeah i you know as someone who you know does a little work uh in you know anti-racism and fighting on on the class question and that sort of thing mm -hmm. i'm always i don't want to say surprised but intrigued by the uh, issues of race class and other forms of justice and injustice that are in these these worlds. I have I have a friend a few episodes ago you might have you might have heard he developed a, a comic book superhero based you know RPG uh, tabletop right. you know and it and there's a lot of that in there and and I know the 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 sort of tabletop RPG community is known to be a very sort of accepting place and not a place where you see a lot of that you know racism and and that sort of thing. I just um it was always my assumption that when we go to these escapes mm -hmm. that we are looking for things that don't have that. And I shouldn't have assumed that because when I watch documentaries or read books or that sort of thing, I'm looking for that sort of stuff too, even if it is in a quote unquote, you know, fictional world. Right. And I think that's, that's me trying to ground the world kind of giving something for them to fight against not only you know the villains that appear every so often but also the world around them and trying to change as best they can you'll see the main characters one is from the lower district one is from the middle district one is from the upper district and you get to see all three perspectives as they explore the world and get to see new surroundings new things that they hadn't really seen before i think you see it particularly with Remy, our upper district character, who is now forced to live in the lower district, and she gets a brand new perspective on it throughout what we even just in the few episodes we have recorded. So, mm. Mm. so is there um, this again? You pardon my ignorance. It's not my not my world, not my community. Uh, right. Is there is there like a, an end, so to speak, to this story, and you're going to move on to a, a, a different? Um, universe to to play in and play a different uh game or is this something that could ostensibly go on almost open-ended it could go on open-ended there 
right now I have planned a few arcs, which it may end after that. It may keep going until I feel it reaches a suitable conclusion. Then we might move on to a different game, different setting, et cetera. But as of right now, we this will go on for a little while. How did you find the the people who who play the uh, play the main characters? Are those just people that you already knew? So these were people I already knew. These were people we we were already in a game, and we are all fans of tabletop RPG podcasts. So we sat down one day and we joked, saying, "Hey, what if we what if we made a podcast?" And it suddenly clicked, saying hey what if we made a podcast and we sat down planned it out like I said we tried it the first time it the setting wasn't really great we we tried it the story wasn't going where we wanted and then life happened so we kind of had to set it aside but now we have this new idea we're revamped uh, and it's going we're having a lot more fun with this campaign where the story is both funny and we have a few moments in there that you we recorded last night and we had uh two of our players in tears mm. because of what was happening what do you look for when you're making these story arcs what is the what is your intention and, and your purpose my intention is always for the players and myself to have fun uh and hopefully that comes through to the audience and they're all I want is to entertain and to tell a gripping story and for the players to engage in the world and just have fun playing a game and to escape this world which especially right now we might need even though we're going into kind of a gritty and almost realistic world in mm. the game so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So one thing I'm fascinated by, I'm, I'm 42, so I, I've, got, I've got, you know, 18 years on, on you. Right. Uh, and I'm sort of out of the broadly conceived gaming world, whether that's video, tabletop, just, it's just not really my, my thing. Mm -hmm. And recently, the last few years, when some of my students, I'm, I'm a teacher, when some of my right. students or some other folks I know, started watching YouTube videos of people playing the games, I was sort of like, huh? Like, right. what? what do you get out of that? Why don't you just play the game yourself? Mm -hmm. So what kind of feedback are you getting from people who are listening to you play the game? What's the, what's the draw for people in that world to listen to other people play something? I think the biggest draw, what we've been getting so far is it's almost like they're listening to a TV show or something similar and an audio drama where they're more getting invested into the story, especially with RPGs. They're more getting invested in the characters in the story in the character growth rather than it being a game in, in and of itself. They're more interested in the story where it's going. Wow. This is getting intense. Why'd you leave it on a cliffhanger? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's almost like they're watching a show and getting invested. And I think that's the draw for the players as well is to develop. And it's really all a tabletop RPG is for me is a, a storytelling exercise. It's a group 
telling a story through this medium of playing a tabletop RPG. Right on. Yeah. And, and in a, in a world of media where despite the expanding nature of this sort of thing and, you know, the fact that now in 2020, everybody has their little communities online and stuff like that, you know, it's not like mainstream culture is really speaking to a lot of the things that, that this, I think attracts uh, people. Uh, a lot of the things about why uh, it attracts people. I, I guess what I'm saying is, if I'm a D and D tabletop sort of sort of person, you know, um, I mean, other than like comic booky superhero type stuff that's in like the movies and TV, mm-hmm. what what else is out there for me unless I find things like your podcast and and other sort of um, you know uh, things that speak to to that community. Absolutely. And it is, there are tons of tabletop RPG podcasts out there, whether you Mm -hmm. like urban fantasy, whether you like high fantasy, whether you like superhero stories, Marvel, DC, etc. There is always something out there for you to either view if you don't really want to play or don't have the capability to play at hand, or for you to play. There are dozens of systems out there that you can sit down and play with friends and really brings people together. If I was somebody who was interested in the issues of, you know, justice and injustice that are addressed in a lot of these, um, a lot of these worlds, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm new to tabletop gaming and that, and that sort of thing, what would you suggest to, to me if I wanted to like get involved in it or, or check it out? So as far as if you wanted to jump into the like the podcast world or if you want to jump into the RPG world in general? Mostly in general, but also like recommended some podcasts, uh, you know, yeah. Okay. Uh, the one that got me into it is, of course, Critical Role, one of the biggest podcasts out there. I think Matt Mercer does a great job of building the world for his players. Uh, there are a lot of well-known faces on there. Uh, it's mostly celebrities that show up. Mm. Uh, but you can also check out things like uh, Dames and Dragons. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Dames and Dragons is a good one. NADPOD, not another Dungeons Dragons podcast. Okay. Is a good one. And these are all just story-based, but they also explain the rules and how the game works, how the world works. Uh, Harmon Quest is another one, especially if you want something visual. Mm-hmm. They are really good about, they're really well told and kind of paint that picture for you figuratively and literally. I believe most of their, a lot of their episodes have some animation to them. So is that's that related one. to Dan Harmon at all? The creator of Rick and Morty? Yes. Yeah. Yep. He's, oh. the, he's the dungeon master. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So where, where are you at now in the story? Like if I, I know I should start from the beginning. I'm just saying yep. if, if I stumbled upon your most recent episode, where are we in the story? What are, what are the characters up to? So we are fairly early on in the episode, in the story where we just released episode three on Friday. We're releasing episode four this coming Friday at time of recording. That would be the, that would be the 8th of May. We, the 
players are on their first mission, it would actually be a really good starting point for people uh, because it, it does show the characters kind of getting used to their abilities, getting used to interacting with the world. This is their first venture into the world itself. They're visiting a nightclub to get information on Remy's missing father who got kidnapped in her episode zero. Mm. So they found out that there's an informant who could give them some information. And it's, a, if I do say so myself, it's a funny episode just because the players interacting with the world and trying to almost flirt their way through the nightclub and trying to get where they need to go. And it is just, they, I said it in the blog post, they cannot flirt. So just check it out for the comedy, really. And then uh, the next episode actually shows off a lot of the combat mechanics. So, and that'll, right now be, and that'll be May 15th, the combat be, one. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so your heroes are fighting in, a, in, a, in an unjust world in the future. Yeah. Getting back to a little bit of what's going on with the COVID crisis, how would you like to see us as a society, as a world, come out of this crisis however whatever coming out of is going to be whether that's i don't know september or 10 years from now um right. what, what kind of world would you like to see are there good things going on that we should keep are there things being unveiled that are negative that are that is coming to mind and you're like oh yeah that was bullshit and we shouldn't do that anymore what do you think the the first thing that comes to mind is we are a very disconnected society in general whether it be because of social media, et cetera. But you can also argue we're more connected because you know, could be talking to someone in another part of the country, another country. Uh, but I have seen a lot of community bonding. A lot of people have come together. You know, there are a lot of people in my community who are making masks for those at the hospitals or for those around the community who don't have them, who don't have access to them because they sold out in the first week or two and what's remaining are going to hospitals. Just seeing that community involvement and seeing people come together in this time of crisis. And I think that's really what, we're, what we need to take out of this is just that sense of community and just being there for your fellow man, you know. Right on. So uh, where can folks find the podcast? You can find us on most podcast directories. We're on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, primarily on Podbean. You can also find us at our website, uh, dicedropblog.com, where you can also find my blog, Dungeon Master Notes, where I delve in, dive into the episode and kind of give my thoughts about the most recent episode. Hmm. Cool. So anything else that you would like to talk about, anything left unsaid, whether it's about um, what's going on with uh, COVID in the future or about your, your podcast or anything else? Not that I can think of. And COVID has, I just think it's brought people together and hopefully it stays that way coming out of it. That's all I really have to say. Awesome. Thanks. So I appreciate you taking the time, James, to talk to me about some of these issues and one more time where can people find your podcast and what's the name of it 
It is Dice Drop Evolution. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, your favorite podcast directory. You can also find us at DiceDropBlog.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, that was my conversation with James. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed speaking with somebody whose podcast is very different from mine and who is living in a community, and I don't mean Southern Pennsylvania, I mean in the, in the tabletop community, that I'm not a part of. His podcast is Dice Drop Evolution. It'll be linked in the description for this episode and in the show notes on the website. The website is BrianTalksWithHumans.net. You can go there for more info. And please follow BTTHPod on Instagram and Brian Talks to Humans on Facebook. If you're listening on a platform where you can subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast, please do so. That would help me out. Thanks for listening. Stay safe.